Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Damon Lillard, Shane McCoy. I got interrupted, Shady. I got interrupted. I got interrupted. Well, we get started, big dog. We started the show. We started the show. I just want to see what Damon Lillard and y'all and Shane McCoy would look like. Shady already teased The NBA took over all the headlines as Damon Lillard is going to Milwaukee in a three-team trade. Meanwhile, Shady McCoy is falling out of his chair off of camera. Now, Damon Lillard joining the two-time NBA MVP, Giannis Ugoantetokounmpo, bringing it to the desk. Got to get instant reactions one day later. James Jones, Super Bowl champ. The question for you is very simple. More pressure to win a title. Dame Lillard, Giannis. Oh, man. Did you see how you just introduced me? James Jones, Super Bowl champ. Dame can't say that yet. Giannis can. You understand? So when you talk about the more more pressure to get one, Dame, right? We all wanted Dame out of Portland. So he can have a chance to win a championship. So we can see Dame in the playoffs. So we can see Dame in the finals when it's Dame time. I mean, pressure, it's all on Dame. He wanted out of Portland. He got out of Portland, and he went to a great situation. The more pressure is on Dame. Giannis has accomplished a lot in this league, including a world championship. Mm, well said. There's, there's equal pressure in this situation. Mm. I understand that Dame hasn't won a championship yet, but he is well-respected. He's a top 75 player. There's a reason that we're all very excited to see what this looks like. But Giannis isn't exempt from the pressure in this situation because Giannis asked for Dame. Not by name, but let's be serious. Dame and, Dame and Giannis talked before this actually went down. Like, let's, we, we, I'm, right. I'm not reporting anything, but like, I'm going to assume that they exchanged a text or two before this situation actually happens. And Giannis said specifically... In August, at the end of the day, being a winner, it's over that goal. Winning a championship comes first. I don't want to be 20 years on the same team and don't win another championship. Mm. This is like... Tell me, Giannis. This is like the, like the oat milk sugar-free version of the latte. But you're still drinking coffee. When LeBron comes out and says, I'm taking my, my talents to South Beach, that's aggressive. That's like, mm-hmm. you know, like triple sugar, whipped cream, sprinkles on top, extra caramel, all that. Triple espresso shot. Uh. That's very serious, very in, in your face. We talked about it for a very long time. It made LeBron the villain. This is like, you know, it's like the, the softer version of that. I want to win a championship. I'm not going to say who with. I'm not going to say I'm necessarily leaving, but I'm, I'm turning the heat up a little bit. And Dame said specifically that he wanted to go play for a championship. But he didn't say he wanted to play for a championship in Milwaukee. So there is equal pressure here to win a championship. This isn't, this isn't the big three, but this is a pressure situation. We expect them to be the best team in the East. We expect them to represent the East in the finals. And I'm sure they do as well. I agree with Joy on this one. Well, I agree with the back half of Joy's answer in regards to, I think there's more pressure on Giannis 
I want to elaborate on Joy's quotes. One thing that, that makes it very interesting, it was May 31st that Giannis said, I'm committed to Milwaukee. And if we can get the, the big board showing everybody the quotes, he says, as long as I am healthy and as long as they want me to be a part of the Milwaukee Bucks organization, I would love to stay here. That's interesting. But pay close attention to what Giannis said in August 24th. Joy alluded to it. I'll pull up part of the other aspect of the quote. I wouldn't be the best version of myself. If I don't know that everybody's on the same page, everybody's going for a championship, everybody's going to sacrifice time away from their family like I do. Mm. And if I don't feel that, I'm not signing. He yeah. says something else that's not entirely relevant. If we show it, if we don't, I do not care. But he goes on to essentially say, yo, if there's a better situation for me to win a trophy, I have to take that better situation. That's the very last sentence of that quote as you're looking at it. Okay, you bring us back on camera. Giannis has more pressure because Giannis asked for this. George just yep. said it. Yep. He said it beautifully. Yeah. Giannis asked for this. If you start making demands about roster, if you start making demands about personnel, you better deliver, period. If you are talent, not general manager, if you are talent, not head coach, if you are talent, not owner, and you start exceeding your job description as a player and you want general manager responsibilities, then you better deliver at the highest level. So to me, 2-5, I'm actually going to say, and I don't think there is a wrong answer, but my answer is that Giannis has more pressure because he asked for this. I agree with you. I'm going with Giannis as well. I mean, let's think about this. They did lose to a play-in team last year. Yeah. That did happen, right? Yeah. Injury or no injury, Giannis was out there, and they did lose like that. And looking at his quotes, he spoke about, hey, I want to win. If everything you know about Giannis, you talked about yesterday that he's a basketball player. Kevin Durant, he's a basketball player. That's the main thing is the main thing for mm -hmm. him. He's playing basketball. And he wants to win championships. So when you talk about pressure, he asked, listen, if we don't make any moves, if we're not on the same page as winning the championship and, and let me feel like that, I don't want to be here. So what did they do? They go out there and get them a top 75 player of all time, Damian Lillard, and they brought him to the Bucs. That's trying to win the championship. That's be on the same page. So now that you got what you wanted, what you going to do about it? You know, I like to look at the history of basketball, history of sports, and it's a similar situation where when players don't feel welcome or, or feel like you're on the same page like he talked about, they make moves. Shaq and Orlando. They could figure that thing out. Cool, I'm going to L.A. Pressure. We won a championship. I can start naming different players and different teams like Kobe Bryant. Yeah. Look, it's going to be Shaq or me. What are we going to do? Mm -hmm. We're going to go with me? Okay, we win a championship. Let's do it. What do he do? He won a championship. So when you talk about pressure, it's asking and, it, and, and the organization giving what you want and then winning a championship. We keep talking about all of the good, the good, the good with this trade. We yeah. talked about it yesterday at length. But, James, what we haven't done yet is focused on the losers. With every winner, there is a loser. Winners are lose. losers. It's a zero-sum game in sports. Life, everybody can eat. Hey, all of us can eat. Shady, you can get yours. Joy, you can get yours. I can get mine, too. That's not pro sports. Winning creates losing. The Bucks won. Giannis won. Dame Lillard won, figuratively speaking. We'll see if they win on the court. Who are the biggest losers? Who is the Ooh. biggest loser in the Dame Lillard trade? Well, I got uh, Joel Embiid, mm. Jason Tatum. Mm. Jimmy Buckets, mm. Jalen Brown. Yeah. I mean, everybody in the East is the losers by, by letting this happen. You know, this, this was the number one seed last year. Like, we know we, they lost to a play-in team and Giannis was hurt, but this was the number one seed. That is the best seed. That is a really good basketball team that just got better with Dame Lillard. And when you look at Boston being close, Miami being close, the Sixers being close. How they running away with it now, at least on paper. You still have to play basketball. We are talking strictly on paper, right, what Dame Lillard brings. But Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Boston Celtics, 76ers, 
Miami Heat, they are the biggest losers because Dame did not land on their team. Dame landed on the Milwaukee Bucks with a two-time MVP. Two-time. Two-time MVP. One-time defensive player of the year. Mm. Right? World champion. World champion. Right? They know how to win. The whole East in trouble. The whole East lost on this one. I think it will end up being Portland in the long run. Right now, I'll say Miami, but it's tentative because I think Drew Holiday will end up in Miami. Mm. So right now, it seems like Portland, you know, moved on from Dame, and that's not what they wanted to do, but it was sort of what they were forced to do, and Mm -hmm. they have Drew, but I don't think he's going to end up staying there. So this take is tentative. I think he'll (laughs) end up in Miami, which will make Portland the loser. And, of course, Phoenix was involved in this trade as well. Mm -hmm. So they, I, I don't... I think it's too soon to find out where Phoenix is going to end up because obviously they wanted to move off of Aiton yeah. and they got oh, wow. uh, Nurkic. Um, so, I mean, I think that I think there's a lot of moving parts here and we haven't seen how this is all going to work on the court. I can't really determine a winner or a loser yet. Obviously, the it, it would be the Bucks are the winner. They got Dame. Like, whoever gets Dame is the winner. But you also got all the pressure as well, mm-hmm. which, which you want because yes. you, that means you're competing for championships. No that means you're expected to be there at the end. So that's, that's a good pressure to have. But as I have experienced very, very much firsthand, that – also comes with some costs if you don't get the job done. So I actually I disagree. I don't think it is a zero-sum game until, until the finals are over. Fair right enough. now, there's still a lot that can still be determined. Who knows? The Suns might end up being the winner. Because if mm-hmm. the Suns end up winning the championship and they do so without Aiton, who they felt like was, was causing problems in the locker room and potentially holding them back, they may end up be, being the winner. So I think it still has to all play out. Obviously, you want Dame, and that's a positive thing. But there's still some unsettled pieces here. Two five, where you at on this one? Who's the biggest loser of it all? Yeah, I'm going with uh, with the Heat, right? Now, for so long that we thought that Dame Litter was going to the Heat. Everything he talked about, Jimmy Butler talked about it. Dame Litter even talked about it. The teams I want to play for. And when we watch the Heat, you know they crawl from the AFC, they crawl from the from the playing you yeah. know game, and yeah. Yeah. they get away to the championship. And it's like, what do they miss? What do they need? Now, when you look at the Heat. They got defense. Mm-hmm. They got culture. They have coaching. They have great role players. What do you ball. miss? Even if you get Drew Holiday, you're still missing something. Drew's a great two-play, two-way player, but he's not a, a natural to score, and that's what they need. When you watch the Heat play, it ain't the defense that's lacking, right? It, it, it ain't the hustle. It ain't the attitude. It's scoring. Jimmy Butler is a phenomenal player, two-way player at that, but he's not a natural scorer. If they had Dame Lillard a score and get a bucket at any time he wants, tap that hand, you know what he's about to do, they don't have that. And if they had that, that would be a different story. So when you ask me for the biggest loser, it's got to be the 305. Ooh, for me, it's interesting. Joy brought up the Suns, and they could be the winner. As it stands right now, I think the Suns are amongst the losers. Ooh. Not because they were in contention for acquiring Dame, but I don't think the Suns are going to win meaningful basketball games this year. I don't. Oh. Okay. I don't, but I, I did think at a minimum they would be the story of the offseason. You get Devin Booker plus KD, and they got an offseason together. You get a new – And they got Bradley Bill. I thought they would be the story of the offseason. Okay, okay. But now that you have Dame and Giannis, I'm thinking to myself, that is now the new story of the offseason. Okay. Like, we are looking at Dame and Giannis as a team that should go win chips. We all said yesterday, like, they should be the favorite. Vegas has adjusted their odds accordingly, making Milwaukee the favorite. So while at the minimum the Suns had glitz and glamour, right? I don't know that they have true substance because I don't know that they will win, but they got glitz and glamour with Bill, with Booker, with KD. Now, now, the Bucks took a little bit of a shine away, in my mind, because we have to now focus on the Bucks being the favorite. That's why, tentatively, I think the Suns could be a loser. Mm. Uh, I think the Suns are going to win a lot of games this year. Yeah. A lot. 
they added a little bit of depth with with Grayson Allen as well. And Solid and player off the bench. Yeah, Nurkic is a scorer. He's he's so so on defense, but he'll be good for them in the postseason as well. I think it's a great thing for the Suns that all the focus is on the Bucks. Please take all the focus. Yeah, right. Please take all the pressure. By the way, Denver's still there. We're just gonna for, we're just yep. gonna once again forget That's about the champs and the and the, and the, the back-to-back MVP. We're just gonna forget about them. Uh, that, that was automatically gonna happen. So you have and the Lakers, like there are still te- and the Warriors. There are still all these teams in the West that are gonna have something to say about this. No. No, no, no. I, I agree with you. I agree with you. I don't know that these Suns would ma- win meaningful. What do, you, what do you mean by meaningful? Yeah. Meaningful meaning like playoffs. Like, are we going to get to the Western Conference Finals? Only, only reason I say that is we have seen combinations of Kevin Durant with talented players like Kyrie Irving and like James Harden, although Kyrie might not be Book, Harden might not be Bill. Say what you will. I'm not going to get into all that right now. It's not an NBA show specifically. But we've seen it. And we haven't seen them go to the finals. We haven't seen them go to the conference finals. We saw the big three, different big three, different organization. I get all of that. Though the Phoenix Suns organization has been in a little bit of turmoil, we haven't seen KD and those talented players go that far. So I do believe they will win a lot of games. I think they'll win 50, 52 games, anywhere from 45 to 55. But I don't know, Joy, that the Suns are going to win meaningful basketball. I don't know that they're going to get make it to the Western Conference Finals. That's why so, I'm like, at so, a minimum, we would have talked about them. But now I'd rather talk about the Bucks. So you would be surprised if it's the Suns and Bucks in the finals? Because I wouldn't yeah. be surprised. I would, but only because I'm looking at the history of superstar combinations with Kevin Durant. Now you can say, Acho, that was Harden. Acho, okay. that was Kyrie. But, Acho, that was Brooklyn. I get all that. I'm just talking about my history. I, I, I get that. But if you're looking at history, you got to get the all, all history. I mean, he did team up with, with Clay Thompson and Steph Curry, and they did what they do. They won. Back to back. Yes, sir. So when you're speaking <laughs> on about, about him playing with All-Stars, like we need to add that in there because that don't count. And then even with the Harden and, and Kyrie, they really all played together at the same played, time. Like, 18 games. And that's, and that's not his fault. Yeah. I don't know, man. Like, like, to me, and I love the Warriors, I do think that the Suns, man. they're one of the favorites. We got to give Denver their respect because they to. earned it. So let's, just, let's put them in the box. Box right here. The other dudes, like the Lakers, I think the Lakers have a really strong team. Right from from the top to the bottom, it's from the starters to the bench. But the Suns, Man. you're not going to find a better three. And the only thing the is, like, even not having the depth, that's the only thing that scares me about not having the depth. But when you got three scores like that, three players, three all-stars, you always have a shot. Compared to the Bucks, I think it's the difference with the Bucks situation. That's a little bit better. I don't think it's no loser in this situation, but a little bit better with the Bucks because they have their whole team still. Yeah, they have a lot of depth. And they just switch point guards, basically. Yeah. That's what's scary Let about it. Let me bring that up if we can spend two more eh, – might be more than two more minutes here. Uh, what about the fact – because, Joy, I brought this up three, three months ago when, the, when Denver won. I said, well, remember, it is now easier, at least based on recent data, for you to build it than to buy it. What I meant by that was, yeah, yeah. remember, the Denver Nuggets won with a core of players who they had drafted and developed. Right, right. The Warriors won the year before with a right. core of players who they had drafted. A lot of losing, though, and then they started winning. Yes. Okay. The Bucks won the year before with Giannis, who had been there for like eight years, and Middleton, who had been there for like eight or nine years as well. So recent history, obviously, then the Lakers had won the year before. Right. But recent history shows us that it's quite literally the homegrown development that wins championships, not necessarily who the won acquisition. the year before the Lakers? Warriors, I think, again. Warriors. Oh, Raptors. Raptors. No, Raptors. Raptors. Oh, they said, oh, before. I think yeah. Raptors. yeah. Raptors. So I'm just, I'm, I'm thinking. So how many I, years back are we going? I, I cut it at three. But if you go to four, you Kawhi, get to Kawhi kind of came. He came. Right Kawhi in. came and left. But I'm just saying, like, if you think in the last, maybe call it eight years. Well, this is no finals. longer homegrown. Yeah, no, that's so, doesn't that worry? Like, as a Bucks no, fan. No, no, like, the Bucks are no longer home. Agreed. Right. That worries me. Like, oh. that's the point I'm bringing up. Is Why? Why does it worry you? Because history, I, I can't speak out of both sides of my mouth. Okay. Three months ago, I said that homegrown wins yeah. because Middleton, 
Giannis, obviously Middleton wasn't drafted there, but Middleton, Giannis, and Drew was there long enough for me to consider that. Giannis kind of, is homegrown. Drew kind of only, came there, only yeah. Giannis is homegrown. But by homegrown, I don't mean necessarily drafted, but Middleton was there since I think You mean years played together. Yes, years, played, years played, together. played together. Years gotcha. played together. Like, but, I mean, Denver wasn't – Denver's not completely homegrown. The two mains, when you talk about Jokic and you talk about Murray, yeah, but the, years like, played together. There were, the contributors from all the rest of the roster Agreed. were not – I guess home. what I'm saying is nucleus. I'm saying like the nucleus of your two or three best but, but, players. But the, but the nucleus of the Bucks was not homegrown. It's yeah. just Giannis. When I'm saying homegrown, I, I'm talking about years played I, together. I, I get what you're saying, too. But for me in this situation, it's about fit, too. Right? If you're talking about – if you're talking about <laughs> – if you're talking about James Harden coming over there to the Suns, it's like, okay, who going to score the bad? There's too many scores. Yeah, right. That's not a good fit. This right here with what Giannis and Dame Dollars do – the way they can play off of each other. Shady talked about putting people in pick-and-roll situations. Like, this is just an excellent fit. I agree. You know what I'm saying? So I don't think it's going to take a lot of time for this team to gel and this team to come together. Now, if you're talking about a team that has a bunch of superstars and they're trying to figure out who's going to get the ball in this situation and score the basketball here, that's different, right? But with Dame going to the Bucks. That is a totally different situation. No, he's right? Right. And he got shooters, too. There's, there's, but, a but, lot of, there's a lot of teams that are going to be very good this year. To me, it's going to come down to health, as it always does, no and who has it rolling in the second part of the season. You can have a, a lot of questions about how the Suns are going to look with all the stars, but they do have Frank Vogel, who's won a championship and worked with a lot of stars when he was winning that championship. Dame and Giannis might have an adjustment period. They are new to playing together. We know how great we think they will look, but it might take a little time for that to get rolling. In the second part of the season, they're going to be rolling. Like, that's, that's really what it's going to be. So there, I don't want to discount any of these teams. I don't want to discount Denver. I don't discount the Bucks. I don't want to discount teams that have been there right on the edge year after year. We're all automatically writing off the Celtics. All this stuff is still going to come into play. I think this is a great situation for Dame and Giannis. But keep in mind also, they have a new coach, too. Mm-hmm. If, if, you tell them, if you're talking about the, the best teams in the NBA, none of them are homegrown. They're all added up. They're all adding, contributing to each other, and they're all bringing more players together. If you think about it, so AD, when they won a championship with, with LeBron, yep. they put that thing together. Yo, you coming? Bet. Let's do it. Bang. The Warriors, when they had KD, when they was really running things, running things, KD came along. Every team I'm thinking about, even now, like today, other than, other than Denver, are really put together. Boston. But even though Boston always falls short, the Sixers, they added pieces together. I guess here's my thought. Here's my thought. And, I, and, and here's my thought. Sorry, producers. My thought is, what team has acquired talent, right, a right. superstar, uh-huh. and won it the year they acquired him? Okay, okay. There's the Raptors. Because you need some time. We need some time. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Yeah, Joy yeah. asked a really good question. There are Boy. a bunch of good teams. What will be the difference? I wrote down chemistry. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. when you think about and that's I apologize for not using a better word than homegrown. Obviously, that threw us all off. But my thought process is very simple. It's usually it takes chemistry. a little bit of time for the chemistry. Yeah. Right. The Heat's got as far as they got because of chemistry. We all, at least Shady and I sat up here and said the Heat weren't that talented. I think Gabe so, Vincent, Caleb Martin, Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, Struess, they didn't care. Right, right. They know how to play well together. So I love chemistry. the Bucks. I'm going to bet on the Bucks to win. But I can't be so ignorant as to say, who have we ever seen win just showing up on the scene and getting it done? Even the Heatles didn't. Now, now, call it what it was, LeBron choked, blah, blah, blah. But outside of Kawhi with the Raptors, I don't know if we've ever seen a star so get added and instantly win. It, does it count if, let's say they don't win this year, right? Because yeah. of chemistry. And they win next year. And they win the year after that. Then what? That, then it works. Okay. But remember, but, is, it, well, but is, that, is that still 
What do you consider then, that? Then I'm not worried. Then I'm not oh, worried. Okay, yes, okay, then okay. my worry has subsided. Well, okay. speaking okay. of worry, I know Colorado Buffalo fans got a little something to Ooh, be concerned yeah, about. Yeah. Because number eight USC is rolling into Boulder, as are we. We got to talk about what is at stake between USC and Colorado. Who has more at stake? Next on Speak. Sorry, producers. I no, still no. believe. I still believe. Hey, college football fans, Joel Klatt here. We are bringing you the best college football analysis every week. Any questions? Then send them into the Joel Klatt Show mailbag. Follow the Joel Klatt Show on the Fox Sports app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, family, we are in second and short. There is a huge matchup, maybe the biggest matchup in all of college football this year, between number eight USC on the road against Deion Sanders and the Colorado Buffaloes. Now, remember, Buffaloes got blown out. It was embarrassing against Oregon last week. Meanwhile, Trojans are trying to stay in the national championship picture. Shady, this is my favorite question of the day because, again, there is no wrong answer. Who needs a win more? Is it USC national championship yeah. hopes? Is it Colorado who just got whooped against Oregon with the whole world watching? It got to be USC. You, you look at the, the number 10 Oregon Ducks, what they did to Colorado. Mm-hmm. They put up was 42 to 6. That's a spanking, right? Spanking. Mm-hmm. So my thing is, if I'm the number 8 school in the country and I'm trying to play for a national t- uh, championship yep. and I have to probably the best player in college football with Caleb mm-hmm. Williams, why shouldn't it be a must-win game? If this team could beat them 42-6 and they're number 10 in the country and we're number 8, That's a good point. you got to win this game, right? And it got to be by a big fashion. It can't be no closed game. Mm-hmm. You, you're looking at the quarterback matchups, right? With, with Shador Sanders and you got Caleb Williams. That's going to be a big matchup. Spotlight's out there. It's a big day. You got to win. You got to show up and you got to show out. So my thing is, if you ask my, the, 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 the most pressure and who has to win, it's got to be USC. Yeah. It's, it's not even a question. It's USC. Yeah. I, I, if Colorado wins this game, it's going to flip college football upside down. I'm so crazy if they win this game. Oh, my God. It's impossible. USC cannot allow Colorado to win this game. We're in the backpack. USC's at eight now. They have national championship aspirations. Mm-hmm. If they lose to Colorado, mm-hmm. that's essentially over. Mm-hmm. Because Oregon yeah, right, is ranked right. nine yeah. now. They would catapult up because that, that beating of, of Colorado would look even more substantial if they beat USC. USC is going to drop all the way down. Even Washington. I mean, it's, it was chaos. It's, it'll be utter chaos. It's meh, like, what do you even do? I don't want to be in that room making those decisions. So there's, there's no way that USC can, can lose this game. And they just played Arizona State, 42-28. Arizona State is currently 1-3. And, and, and they were within one score with eight minutes remaining in the game against USC. So you talk about having to win in style. They really have to win in style. Oregon is right there behind them. And they just beat them convincingly. So USC has a lot on the line. With the Heisman Trophy winner, no. James, let me get in here because obviously I think the consensus is USC. But I want to make a push for Colorado. Mm. I agree with y'all in in totality. Let me make a push for why Colorado has to win this game. If Colorado does not win win this game, they fall into anonymity. Everybody and their mama has been talking about Colorado all season long. Yeah. Last week, you had 60 Minutes. You had Big Noon. You had Game Day. You had Wayne. You had The Rock. Everybody was talking about USC. This week, allegedly, LeBron James, Jay-Z going to be there. George Taylor, LaShawn McCoy going to be there. James Jones going to be there. We are going to be there, though, not allegedly. <laughs> I mean, I might get invited. <laughs> so I'm thinking about it like everybody is talking about Colorado. But if you three and two, mm-hmm. what are we talking about you for? We, gotta, we better go talk about Dame. What are we talking about you for? We got to talk about the Miami Dolphins. What are we talking about you for? And what have we been talking about you for? Mm. 
It's a lot of three and two teams around here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of teams that were supposed to win one game and have won three. There are a lot of them. Duke beat Clemson, America. That's a basketball school. Yeah. Duke is currently undefeated, America. Like, what are we talking about you for? Good point. Yeah. And so if Colorado loses, it's almost like, okay, cool, that was a cute little story, but all I can hear perverberating in my mind is rooted in substance. That's all now I will be able to hear. I'll be like, hey, maybe that Oregon coach was up to something. Maybe, maybe they were just Flash. Maybe they were just Hollywood. Maybe they aren't rooted in substance. Mm. So that would be my case for Colorado, though obviously mm -hmm. USC has to win too. No doubt. US, USC has to win this game. Priming them wasn't even supposed to be talked about. Like, this was a 1-11 football team that Prime took. They weren't even supposed to be. They, they were supposed to win two games if it was up to Vegas and the, the, these other people. They, they're not even supposed to be in this position, right? So if they do go to 3-2, and two, they're in a much better position than they were last year, right? So for me, the, pr the pressure is not on Prime because Prime came out and told us, just give me some time to get this thing. He, he let you know that we, we coming. He let you know that we here, you know, once they started the football season, but he also let us know it's a lot of work to do. I got to build these – it's a lot of work to do. USC is number eight right now. National championship on their mind. Mm -hmm. Heisman winning quarterback on their football team. This is a must win for the coach and USC. And not only that, it's a must win for the quarterback. Because if Shador goes out here and outplays the quarterback and wins and beats him head-to-head, -head, who knows what's it going to look like? Because if, like you said, Acho, if Prime wins this game, it's going to be big noon again there sometime soon. There's going to be more stories there sometime next week. So it's going to be much more A-list celebrities there next week, too, wherever they play at. So with that being said, it's going to be even more attention on Colorado if they get this thing done. If USC does not get this thing done, I think the Heisman Trophy – Winner is at stake, and definitely them not going to the national championship. I got a question for you, Joy. You have two nephews playing college football, I believe LSU and Arizona, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Let's talk a little bit about the recruiting of it all, because that matters. That matters. And, and when you think about the landscape of college football, Lincoln Riley went to a 4-8 and eight USC team, and the next year they were 11-3. and three. Mm -hmm. And now they 4-0. and oh. So what Lincoln has done at USC, it's a big deal, too. And remember, USC was in shambles. They've run through coaches and run through athletic directors. They just hired a new athletic director two weeks so ago. So you mean to tell me Colorado's roster and USC roster was the no, same talent when not, these coaches No, got what I'm saying home. is there are a lot of coaches that have done impressive things. No doubt. And Lincoln is also one of them. Of right. So now when you land this plane at recruiting, because that is what truly matters, if Colorado loses this game, when you think about recruiting, because you know it very nearly and you know it very dearly, how does that impact Colorado's ability to get better in the future by acquiring the future five stars? I don't think it affects it at all because Dion's still there. Mm. And his pitch is, you saw what happened when we were winning. You saw the attention that we got when we were winning. You saw the celebrities that were on the sideline when we were winning. You come and play for me, and you can be a part of that. Yep. You can help us beat those teams like Oregon. Imagine what that would look like when we beat Oregon. Imagine what that would look like when we beat USC when we're competing for a national championship game. That happened when we won three, three, three games against teams nobody thinks anything about. Imagine what we're going to do when we win these big ones, and you can help us do that. Thank you. There you go. <laughs> Just cut that out for you. Just play that, play that for the players. Now, I don't think it affects it at all, because Dion is the culture and Dion is the recruiter. He recruited everywhere he's been, and he hasn't had the opportunity to really do that yet at the full scale 
at Colorado. Shady, I got, I got, to, I got to come to you for okay. the same question okay. because now I want to talk to you who's been recruited at a high level. Obviously, James will land that plane to you. I was thinking about that this morning driving into work. I was like, if Prime were to recruit me or Lincoln were to recruit me or if Prime were to recruit me or Dan Lanning were to recruit me, where am I going and why? That's an easy one. And why? Because like when I was coming out of college, Pete Carroll did recruit me and Matt Brown did recruit me and Lloyd Carr might have been the coach at Michigan at the Michigan, time. Yep, like, yep, he did yep, recruit yep. me. So why am I making my decision? I wanted to go to Auburn because Auburn was Under Armour. I wanted to go to Oklahoma State because they had black jerseys. But then I was like, I know, let me go to Texas. Shady, when you think about the recruiting of it all, Oregon wins 42 to 6. If USC goes in there and beats them boys down, how does that affect the 18-year-old, 17-year-old yeah. LaShawn McCoy, the future five-star? It, it won't affect them because kids are thinking like this. If I can play for Coach Prime, I could be around, I could be playing in front of The Rock, Jay-Z, Beyonce, the whole Speed crew, all these other people, these artists. That's what it is. It's all about this, the entertainment game, right? Like, kids love that. If you look at all the, 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 the big-time schools when, when, when the, the old players come back, like, kids love to see all that. I used to play at Pittsburgh. I love to see Larry Fitzgerald and, and, uh, yeah. and uh, Darrell Revis, like, all them type of things. So now you bring a guy like Coach Prime who did it on the field, now he's known as a coach, and bringing that type of culture to, the, to, to Colorado – Think about the people, real quick, think about the people and the players from Colorado. They never seen nothing like this. Mm-hmm. They talking about Colorado like it's an NFL team. And as a young 17, 18-year-old kid, you want to play for that. I had a chance to be highly recruited. I was a five-star and all that type of stuff. I mean, and, and Reggie Bush was my host at USC. This was Reggie Bush, was Reggie Bush. <laughs> and I could just only imagine, like, wow, I'm with Reggie Bush. Snoop Dogg, he came to yep. the game. It's the same thing as a kid. I'm like, I can't wait to be part of this. Now, granted, I got hurt that year, and it was too far, so I didn't go. But... I say all that to say this. I wanted to be there, though. Now you look at Coach Prime where it's so easy for him. People want to come to the game for him and be around his organization. So I think that the difference was at the USC is they were winning and everything, and, and people want to be a part of that. Where Coach Prime, he, that energy he gives off, you want to be a part of that. So I just think that now going forward, he's going to give you the picture. Listen, you see what I'm building. You see what it is. You see what I turned around. All we need is you. All we need is you. We need you. And if I have y'all, we're going to be spanking Oregon 42-6. to We're going to be spanking USC. And that's what's going to change it. Number, number one, um, Prime will never lose in recruiting. Never. That is why this thing is going to get changed around. I mean, he got five stars decommitting and coming to HBCUs. And the main reason why Dion will not lose in recruiting, because when I was going through the whole recruiting process, certain coaches told me, move out of the way. We got to get your parents on board. Mm-hmm. And when Prime walks in the house and he can relate to every situation that these young fellas have been in Mm -hmm. and every situation that these young fellas is going to go through and the stuff that Prime is preaching, he's winning these parents over. And that's winning recruiting when he walks into them houses. So he will never lose that recruiting because we all know that Prime could talk with the best of them. (laughs) (laughs) When he walk in that house... Right? He could talk with the best. Just like my coach always used to tell me, he said, you ever go to, like, a fancy restaurant, and it's not really a long wait, but if you go to the hood and the line wrapped around the corner, he say, it ain't the ambiance, it's the chef. <laughs> Dion, the chef in there. And he is cooking all that stuff up. He will never lose that recruit. Who, who you say the top three college coaches are right now in college football? Kirby Smart. Kirby Smart. Nick Saban. Nick Saban. Lincoln Riley. Lincoln Riley. That's the thing with Dion or Coach Prime, because... He going to, like you talk about going and talk to the family, no other coach can relate to a player like Deion Sanders can. I've been there. The places you want to go, I've been there at a high level. The things you, you, you might struggle with, I'll struggle with them. Mm-hmm. Everything as a player you want to talk about with the family and the player, 
he can relate to. Question for Some you. Some other coaches, they can't say that. Question for you, because I remember my coach said this to me in recruiting. And Shady said something. I got recruited too, by the way. It's just it's not football. <laughs> uh, the track star, resident track star on set. My coach said, we don't need you, but we'd love to have you. Mm. You said that Dion would say, and Dion has to say, his best pitch is, hey, all we need is you. But my coach said at Texas, we don't need you. We'd love to have you. Like, whether you commit to us or not, it ain't really going to move the well, needle. yeah, but that's we Texas. Still going to the that, that eventually gets – he eventually can get to that point. When you when you build in this thing up, we do need you. But imagine right. if he's saying a, we and need it was you, a different day and day. rightfully so. But Lincoln is saying we'd love to have you. Lanning is saying we'd love to have you. Kirby is saying we'd love no, to have you. No, yeah, no, 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 no. I don't know they're saying it that depends. anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know they're saying that That's facts. Kirby might be the only one. All right, family, when we return, though Colorado's up to a rough start, the Denver Broncos are up off to an even rougher start. We got to talk about Sean Payton's struggles and who's at fault for those next on the Have you heard about Fox Super 6? It's the free new game on the Fox Sports app that is giving away $10,000 in cash prizes every week. All you have to do is answer six fun, quick questions about this week's NFL matchups. The questions range from picking winners of games to predicting four-player performances. It's fun and, again, free to play. Play Fox Super 6. Just download the Fox Sports app and make your picks for a chance to win your share of $10,000 in weekly cash prizes. When your picks win, you win money. Third and long, and we got to talk about it. Look, the Denver Broncos, they have been awful as it pertains to their record, as it pertains to their plus-minus in the win-loss column. Sean Payton, his first year's head coach, he's partnering with Russell Wilson, thinking that that would salvage things it hasn't. A 70-point performance is what they gave up, and Sean Payton said the loss was, quote, one of the perfect storms where we struggled in a lot of areas. James Jones, I apologize for borrowing your words, but may I? All good. Um, Sean Payton, you know you are a dear friend of not only the show but me as well, but we got to do our jobs here. Shady? Have to. And I look at Sean Payton, and he has to take the brunt of these struggles. Your job. We criticize players when they take a year off and they come back and they are suspect performance-wise. Deshaun Watson, though we lend them grace, we also say, hey, you better get it right. Because if you don't get it right, you might not be as good. I might also say, James, a friend of yours, Mike McCarthy, mm-hmm. took a year off. Mm, come on, Came now. back to the Dallas Cowboys. Come on, Started now. off one and three. I had to go pull up clips, America, uh, to press clippings, ooh. just to remind myself what was being said after four weeks. Mike. Three changes Mike McCarthy must make to survive the season. Bottom left, middle left. Mike McCarthy defends one. McCarthy defends one and three Cowboys. We don't have an effort issue. Top left. Cowboys fans are disgusted with Mike McCarthy's mm. team so far. Top right. Unacceptable pattern in the first four games. Bottom right. Mike McCarthy says the Cowboys were indecisive at times. Lost, lacked confidence in loss to the Browns. Mm. Bring us on camera, please. It's apples to apples. Sean Payton won a Super Bowl with a great quarterback in Drew Brees. Mike McCarthy had won a Super Bowl with a great quarterback in Aaron Rodgers. Both of them had taken a year off, come back, and started off real sorry. You have to keep the same energy. A 70-point loss is utterly embarrassing. Not a 70-point loss, a 50-point loss where you give up 70 points. Utterly embarrassing. I just had to make sure I said it. I got to do my job. Absolutely. And you said it right because at the end of the day, 
right? We've all played sports. When you don't do your job at a high level, they talk about you. Bad. And sometimes if you don't do your job at a high level consistently, consistently they get you up out of there. Do. Right? So for me, this is all on him. And the reason why I say this is all on him is because when you're coming into this basically off the streets, taking a year off, and you're about to get back into coaching, you have time to put your staff together. Mm-hmm. All, all right? of it. You got times to kind of get, get into free agency and try to grab some of these players that you want. He's had time to do all that. And both sides of the ball has gotten worse. Mm-hmm. You know, we look at Rush checking the ball down and, you know, getting the ball out of his hands. But when you talk about explosive plays, they were eighth um, last year. They're ninth this year. Third down conversions, right? They're 24th this year. They were 17th last year. Then you go to the defensive side of the ball. They were third on third downs last year. That's why they only was giving up 18, 19 points. This year, they're 21st. Mm. So on both sides of the ball, this team has gotten worse, and you brought in your defensive coordinator and Vance Joseph. Mm. You brought in a lot of these coaches to be under your staff, right? I know you did not bring in Russell Wilson, but you inherited Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson was there, and everybody calls you the quarterback whisperer to be able to get these quarterbacks right to play at a high level. We have not seen that, right? And everything that he has done when he's got up there is kind of blame this thing on Russ. Mm-hmm. And we have not heard any players, at least I haven't heard any players, come out and blame this thing on Coach Payton. So that ain't fair for him to come out and stand up on that podium and, and blame this stuff on, on, the, on the players. So for me, 70 to 20 is not just on them players, even though they are taking the football field. A lot of it, if not all of this, is on Coach Sean Payton, and he has to get this thing changed around because last year they was in this situation too. No, I want to say last year they was better because they started off 2-1. Right, and you came out and you said all this stuff about Nathaniel Hackett. All of it. And you are sitting here 0-3 coming off one of the worst losses in NFL history. You know, and I know what he's done and what he's accomplished and all that, but if it continues to stay like this, he the Broncos coach next year? I'm, I'm, just, I'm just asking a question. Like, yeah, like is, is that to, fair to say? I'm, that, I'm that's, just, that's what I'm saying. So, so for me, he deserves a lot of this blame, if not all, like I said, because everything has gotten worse under him. From even last year, and we thought this was a really bad football team last year, and we thought Russ was a really bad quarterback last year. Well, yeah, it didn't yeah, that's help. That's how we feel, Joy. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> My, uh, uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I, here's the thing. Uh, it didn't help that he said all the things he said about Nathaniel Hockett. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think he told any lies about Nathaniel Hockett and what happened last year, but it did not help the situation considering how they look right now. Um, it's not a good situation. I'm not going to I'm not going to lie to you. It's it's not good. But I do think I have to do 50-50 with the blame because while I do think Champagne deserves a significant amount of blame because you can't lose the way you just lost in the NFL and everybody doesn't get some blame. Like you all have to eat eat the crow in this situation. But I've seen Sean Payton win with different quarterbacks. I've seen Sean Payton win and revitalize a different organization, an organization. I've only seen Russ be good with Pete Carroll and the Seahawks. So I still have to, I still have to give some blame to the players because they are the ones who are on the field. I don't, I have to, I just can't erase what I've seen Sean Payton do to just say that this is all on Sean Payton. But everybody does deserve some blame here. This weekend is really going to determine a lot because if you lose to the Bears, If you lose to the Bears, I don't know where we take this conversation. 
You, right now, I'm almost giving them a pass on how bad it was last week. Like, you, there's nothing you can learn from that game other than let's never let this happen again. Just, just pride. But the conversation about Sean Payton and what he's saying about Russ and all of that, people, other people have had problems with Russ, too. The problem is you want a Super Bowl, Sean Payton. Russ, you want a Super Bowl. You're both professionals, both probably Hall of Famers. Get in a room and figure it out. Mm-hmm. Get in a room and figure it out because both of your legacies are really on the line here. Mm. So whatever the issue is, it's, it's got to get figured out. Well, I can't give him a pass for last week. Team put 70 points on your team, yeah. right? And and I think why we put so much pressure on Sean Payton is just because we value him so high. I'm a big fan of Sean Payton. Of course. From playing, watching before yes. I, before I even was playing as a fan, and then mm-hmm. as being in the NFL and watch how coordinators, how they call the plays up, how they show the development in the players, the quarterbacks. And he's one of the top guys. So to see the offense look how it looks, and then you, you spoke badly about Nathaniel Hackett, right? The mm-hmm. terrible job, one of the worst jobs I've ever seen. So, okay, cool. I, him saying that, I know he's going to do better because I know what type of coach he is. Then you get there, and it looks worse. It looks worse. 70 points in the NFL is ridiculous. So, yes, a lot of that struggles is, is majority on Coach Payton, right? And I think, I think Russ gets some of that blame in the team. But a lot of that goes to the, the, the coach. The, 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 what coaches are supposed to do is prepare the players and – Give them a chance to win. And then once we do that, get the game plan, put you in a position to win, then players go out there and do your thing. Well, it's not working like that because the players are not in a position to win because the coaches, you can't tell me that 70 points is all players, right? They put up 20 points? 20. Come on, man. Lose about 50 points. But, so but listen to I'm this. putting the blame. But listen to this, though. Being. So week one, you open your season with an onside kick that you do not get. Mm-hmm. And you lose to the Las Vegas Raiders. Talk about it. Week two, you play in the Commanders who – we, we, you had Ron Rivera on the hot seat. We wasn't even thinking they was going to be a good football team. You give up a double-digit lead in the second the half, half yep. at home. Week three. Nah, don't tell me. Don't tell me. 70 See, I, to I, I 20. I told you not to tell me, James. So for me, this is a downward trend that started with coaching. Joy, one of my favorite things you say and have said on this show is update your information. I think that's something that we have all adopted. I think that's something I hope the viewer at home adopts. That's what we don't want to do with him. That's my question. How does it work? You created it. You brought it up. You brought it Mm, to my attention. How does it work? Because I would want to update my information and start to say to myself, okay, Sean Payton, do you still have it like you had it? We didn't see you for a year, so I got to update my information a little bit. And then we've seen you for three games, and it hasn't looked good, so I got to update my information a little bit more. I can't update my information for... Uh, Mike McCarthy when I tried to or updated for Deshaun Watson or updated for Russell Wilson. Like, literally, Russell Wilson is, to some degree, a parallel, some degree. How does it work? Like, when do you start to update it for Sean Payton? And when should we? Well, uh, what, what did Mike McCarthy start? One and three. One and three, right? Yep. And then Dak got hurt, got hurt. Okay. We all, we're all panicking about Mike McCarthy, right? Mm-hmm. James, how's Mike McCarthy done realistically since? I mean, I think they've underachieved based off of the talent that they have, but He's done pretty well yeah, since. 12, what did he 12 wins a season. That's, that's mm-hmm. pretty doggone good. So if we had updated our information at that point with Mike McCarthy, we would have been wrong. Oh. If they win against the Bears this weekend, which we all, I think, is anybody picking the Bears? I don't know. I am. Oh. 70 oh. 20? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, 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 I'm, I'm going to get the Broncos another chance. Okay, maybe some of us are. Okay, so, the, so, so some, I mean, whatever. The, I, I'm picking the Broncos to win this weekend. So they, they start one and three. And then they start to stack a few wins together. They end up winning six games, right? That's one more than last year. Not a good season, but one more than last year. Do we all take a 
a little bit of a breath and say, okay, like, let's see what happens next year. Champagne is not going to get fired. He's not, he's not going to get fired. They can't move off of Russ yet. These things are just, it's not, it's not financially possible, right? Potentially after next year. But why would that be the conversation if he shows any kind of improvement? So I do agree with you. Eventually you have to update your information. But it's just too soon yet. Is it bad? It's really, really bad right now. It's about as bad as it could possibly get, considering that you have a Super Bowl winning quarterback and a Super Bowl winning head coach in a situation where a lot of people are getting paid a lot of money and the expectations were extremely high last year and they are even higher this year. But we would have been wrong about Mike McCarthy. So I think you need a significant amount of data before you update your information when you're talking about these situations. It's too soon. More data. They need some more talent, too. I mean, one thing I will say about McCarthy, I mean, from the Cowboy teams he's coached, they are super talented. And they've been like that. I don't want to take no credit from him because he's a good coach, but I think coaching... Talented players makes it easier. Yeah, we probably with, overestimated with, how much Drink, talent. With Denver, was I mean, I don't, what's the I don't, schedule next three games I, for Denver? I don't think Denver's that talented though. Can y'all pull up no. the schedule real quick for the viewers? Be that talented? I'm just saying. Uh, on like, defense, where? I mean, only okay. really. I like Sertain. Yeah, I like Pat. Really, they really should win their but next. It was two a games. really good yes. defense. It, last it don't matter. I don't care about last year. I'm but just he, saying. But here's my issue this, though. This year, James brought up a good point. When you were hired as a head coach, a coach isn't supposed to do everything. A coach is supposed to be a master delegator. You, Sean Payton, went to hire Vance Joseph, Arizona Cardinals, D.C. The Cardinals' defense was 31st last year. Mm. Year before, they were 13th. Year before, they were 11th. You got to choose a D.C., right. and you hired Vance Joseph. You got to choose a QB coach. You hired a 28-year-old Davis Webb. Like, you got to delegate these things. Sean Payton, you are an offensive mind, but if you're going to go hire a D.C., I mean, the Dolphins hired Vic Vangio. Now, maybe Vic didn't want to go back to a team that fired him as a coach, but I'm just saying, I mean, I will wait. Joy told me to wait to update. Listen, I'm going to wait. Real quick. I was, I watched Sean Payton for a long time. I was in Green Bay and we had a high-powered offense. And I'm like, watching Sean Payton offense with Marcus Colston and the yeah, boys, I'm yeah, like, boy, yep. man, I would love to get in that offense. Like, these dudes always He's seem good, like yeah. they wide open by the way he dialing these plays up. He has two good ones. Right? I want to say Corlin Sun's a Corlin Sun's a pro bowler. Corlin Sun balled out before Russ and got paid. Right? And they ain't even really got Jerry Judy going, and Jerry Judy has everything a receiver needs. And you were coming over here being the offensive guru, and the offense ain't got no better. Yeah, at the very least, the, very least the, the offense should be better. Yeah. Some. Well, Sean Payton, we still trust in you. We ain't updating just yet. We ain't updating just yet. I do have to update, though, the top teams in the NFL because if you put up 70 points, you're moving up the power rankings. Are the Dolphins the best team in the league? Are the Chiefs still on top of the Dolphins based on equity? Pick six is coming up. Who's the best team in ball and why? Do not go anywhere. Next, please. Everyone knows that when you want every score, the best highlights, and the biggest stories from the sports world, you go to foxsports.com. But did you know all of your favorites from Fox Sports can come to you? Announcing your Fox Sports Daily. Fox Sports' all-new, customized daily newsletter delivering the top sports news and videos you care about every day. All you need to do is sign up on foxsports.com or on the Fox Sports app. And then just follow your favorite teams, athletes, and leagues to get only the news you want. The more favorites you add, the more personalized your Fox Sports Daily will be. So sign up today on foxsports.com or on the Fox Sports app and stay updated on the sports stories that matter to you. 
right, family, y'all know what it is. It is time for a pick six. Well, it's my pick six. Some really good teams in the NFL, but who is the best? I needed some help with this one because, James, uh, yeah, I need you to tell me if I'm tripping <laughs> or if I am not. At number six, I got the Baltimore Ravens. They moved Baltimore. down a spot. Ooh. They moved down a spot in large part because they lost to the Colts, big dog. I know. And the Colts were starting Gardner Minshew. Uh-huh. So I got them at my number six. At number five, new to my top six, the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bills, they had that week one loss that was ugly. But since then, they've been spanking folks, including this dude's Raiders. <laughs> anyway, we don't have to talk about it. At number four, how about the Chiefs? Okay, we doubted the Chiefs. They lost week one. Two spots. But, James, since they got their dogs back, Chris Jones, Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift, they are undefeated, (laughs) right? They're 1-0 with Taylor Swift in attendance. That has to count for something. At number three, Philadelphia Eagles. They've moved up one spot. Haven't looked good. You brought that up. But they're still 3-0. They still winning games. They got them at three. I feel good about that. At number two, this team has stayed in the same spot. San Francisco 49ers. Mm. Niners, 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 Niners. Yesterday you said the Niners was better than the Eagles. Yes, sir. Okay, Okay, just making sure. You you know it. Just making sure. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm doing my job, America. (laughs) Eagles did cut me some checks, though. Shout out Howie Roseman. (laughs) They also cut me a lot. Anyway, at number one, the Miami Dolphins. I will not sing it. I'm still trying to figure out the pitch. Go, Raymi Paso Lappi. Anyway. Miami has a Dolphins, the greatest. Football team yeah. takes the ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen. What she said. What she said. What she said. Okay, that's the Dolphins. They are at number one. How you feel about my list, Big Dog? Well, I'm, I'm gonna start at six. Um, what's the plans for the Ravens? Super Bowl? I mean, we we, we would we have hope. to end that conversation, we right? We hope. So you can't lose to Gardner Minshew, right? So I would replace them, and you know who I would replace them with? I will replace them with the Cleveland Browns. Oh, let me look at your list then. Put my list up <laughs> look there. Look at your list. And I got the Cleveland Browns at six. And the reason why the Cleveland Browns is at six is because I think Deshaun Watson will shake out of this and find a way to play really good football. But check this out. They defense has given up 21 first downs all season. 21 first downs all season. Browns a good football team. Then I got the Eagles. Listen, they are not playing at their potential right now, but they are finding ways to win games. Do I think that will change? Absolutely. But right now, I got them at five. And then the Buffalo Bills, the last two weeks, they beat up on my Raiders. They have. This week, they dominated the Washington Commanders. They did. Josh Allen taking care of the football, and they are winning big. They are four. And then the Chiefs, that's enough said. But the Chiefs, Patty are, Mahomes. How, you, how the Chiefs go from off the list, so seven at best, uh-huh. all the way to three? How'd it go from off because the list like you said, all the way to three? Travis Kelsey healthy. You get back Chris Jones, your quarterback of your defense, Fair. and this is the team that we thought we Fair. would see, and they might be undefeated if my man Chris Jones played week one and Travis Kelsey. And then, obviously, the Niners at number two, playing really consistent football on both sides of the ball. And then the Dolphins, if you can't outscore them, you can't beat them. <laughs> and that's what they're doing to every team. Chargers thought they can outscore them. Two of them said, hold up. Tyreek said, take this 200. We're going to score 30-plus Here, in that one. Here's why I didn't want to put the Browns on the list. Oh, I put them on my list at first, oh. but I said, the Browns lost to the Steelers. Yeah. And the Browns did not look good against the Steelers. Their defense is amazing. You got Newsom. You got Denzel Ward playing some of the best football. Miles Garrett, he has offensive yeah. players moving with him. But I don't trust the Browns' offense, and I don't trust Deshaun like I trust Lamar Jackson on the football who would you Who would you take to win right now out of the Pittsburgh Steelers and the uh, Indianapolis Colts? That's good point. I've seen, I've seen Steelers. <laughs> I've seen Steelers. Exactly, right? So the Steelers are a solid football team. Obviously, they got beat up by the Niners, but they are a solid football team, that, and we believe in Coach Tomlin. So I just think what the Browns are doing on defense, right, even if Deshaun Watson and them keep coming on slow, Man, 21 first downs in three games? Yeah. That's crazy. If the Dolphins lose to the Bills, that's the biggest matchup this weekend. Yeah. If the Dolphins lose to the Bills, will it shake your thought? Oh, no. <laughs> no, it depends how they lose. 
Okay. It, it depends how they lose. If this, if this is coming down to the wire to where both these teams is playing really good football and whoever has the ball last out of two and Josh Allen, they find a way to win that game, then, then nothing would change in my mind. I mean, the Buffalo Bills would have to go up, but I still would think the Miami Dolphins are a really good football team. All right, family. Well, before we have to break, it is time for my favorite part of the show, Speak Trivia. James, Ooh. slide out the way, slide out the way, slide out I the way. Like Bill Belichick. Which NFL team has the fewest big plays nope. this season? 20 yards or more. Which NFL team has the fewest big plays this season? Tweet at us your answers. I think I know it. Get back That's from Bill break. Check, man. We're going to let y'all know. Through. That's Bill Belichick. Hey. Don't be, hey, don't let him get you twice, Andy. Andy, don't you let him get you twice. Andy comes up with these trivia questions, and Andy been getting bombed on. I know it's not. It can't be Denver. That's too obvious. We'll be back after this break. Harper gets one in the air, looks back, it goes! MLB playoffs are near, and you know what that means, Alex? Yep. Flippin' Bats will be staying up late and having all the fun. From breaking down the most important stories and games, nobody's done what he's doing. Nobody. Not even Babe Ruth. To interviewing baseball's biggest stars. I felt like I was pitching more stress. I was trying to be so perfect. No one covers America's pastime like us. So as we sprint towards this year's World Series on Fox, please make sure to listen, follow, and subscribe to Flippin' Bats with Ben Verlander and me, Alex Curry. Baseball is fun, and so are we. We're going to have fun, dang it. We'll talk to you soon. All right, family, this was a speak trivia question. Which NFL team has the fewest big plays? That plays with 20-plus yards this season. Joy is up first. Joy, you got the first stab at it. Who do you think? It, it looks like Bill Belichick. That's right? Wait, wait no, 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 no. We can't, I can't confirm or deny that was a... Um, it was, a, uh, it was a coincidental errand. Oh, errand. oh, I don't okay. want to sway you one way or the other. But, he, but, the but, but Shady Bears offense is bad. Oh, no. I told you this. Was. It's Bill Belichick. What's your final? I need a final answer. I'm going to trust my bro here and say it's Bill Belichick. If you're right, no fingerprints? Well, if I'm right, it's fingerprints. It's no fingerprints. Oh, yeah, no fingerprints. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The correct answer is... You see, I have updated. He always be standing like that. That's what I'm saying. Y'all gotta stop doing that. Y'all gotta stop doing the uh, cutouts. Yeah, they're slaying us. So y'all pick the 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 question based on what they look like. Well, yeah. That's how you got the answer. Joy taught us to update our information. If you don't even look at the question, look at the person's body type and all that. Y'all gotta stop doing the cutouts. We're cheating. You know what they look like. If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. That's what I heard. That's what Belichick said. That's Belichick rule right there. That's probably why you're up here. <laughs> That's probably why Well, the Milwaukee Bucks roster might look like they are cheating because now you got Dame Lillard plus two-time NBA MVP and finals MVP Giannis Antetokounmpo in a three-team trade with the Blazers and the Suns, seven-time All-Star, joining the finals MVP, one of the best players in the world, in Giannis. A lot is on the line. Legacies, America, are at stake. There is no greater sports conversation than the conversation of legacy. It's how people will remember you. It's what impact you had in the game that you played. Did all your blood, sweat, and tears actually amount to anything or everything? So, Joy, whose legacy would a title help most, Dame Lillard or Giannis? I mean, I think it would help Dame. Giannis has one, and as you mentioned, once you step into that space of a champion, mm-hmm. that's you, you walk around with a little different air about you. You Facts. can be an all-time great, but if you've accomplished the biggest accomplishment in sports, which is winning a championship, mm-hmm. to me, 
because um, that's what you play for. Individual statistics and Hall of Fame and all those things are obviously amazing, but that's what you're on the field to do is win a championship. And he has done incredible things in this sport on top of doing falling short of, of really being in a space to compete for a championship. He's so good and so respected. We don't even care about that. We're excited to see him in a space where he's now an opportunity in a team game to actually compete for a championship. So I think this would help Dane's legacy tremendously and, and put him in a space that I, I think he deserves to be in because he is, he is one of those players that can compete for a championship and win, to me. Absolutely, as Dame Lillard, legacy-wise. When you talk about Giannis, and I touched on it earlier in the show, you're talking about a, uh, about a two-time MVP, a defensive player of the year, an MVP in the finals, and a champion. When I think about Dame Lillard, you think about Allen Iverson, what's the first thing you think of? Like, dang, he ain't win a chip. Mm -hmm. Steve Nash, you're like, dang, he ain't win a chip, right? We still hoping and praying Chris Paul could win him a chip, right? It's a lot of good guards that has done so much on the basketball court, and they missing that one thing. That's true. For their legacy. That's true. And that is a chip. Giannis already has that. Dame doesn't, and Dame is still chasing that. And I'm praying he gets it so he can get himself off of this list with these great guards, with James Harden, Russell uh, Westbrook, Reggie Miller. You know, just like dudes that you wish would have had the opportunity to win a championship and um, really cement their legacy. And that's what Dame is chasing right now. I don't think y'all are wrong. I'm just going to submit an alternative answer. I'll say that Giannis has more of his legacy at stake. Ooh. And it's because if Giannis wins another one, you're thinking two regular season MVPs. Yeah. You're thinking two finals MVPs. I believe he's obviously still the best player on that team. Plus, you're thinking defensive player of the year in two titles. Only Michael Jordan has done all that. If you remove the defensive player of the year, now LeBron, Magic, Duncan, Kareem, and Bird have done those things. 25. Giannis would join that exclusive and elite list of players who have done great things. Obviously, if Dame wins a chip, it does a lot for him. But I was thinking again, driving into works where I do my best thinking, if Dame didn't win a title, would that change how we feel about him? Like, I don't know if I would feel differently about Dan Marino had he won a title. I don't know if Randy Moss would have won that title with the 49ers that I'd feel differently. Mm. I don't know if Charles Barkley would have won a title that I'd feel differently. I'd talk about him differently, but I don't know if I'd feel differently. Gary Payton, when he won that title with the Heat, I'm not now like, oh, well, Gary's a made man. He won a title. A so <laughs> I just don't know that... I personally would care as much. Obviously, I'm biased. Y'all know how I feel about Giannis. But if Giannis wins two, plus two, plus two finals MVPs, regular season MVPs, and two titles, and joins that list, Shady, I'm just thinking now you have to put him in the top ten all time, and it's objectively. It's not subjective. I don't have to engage in the conversation in the barber chair. Yeah, yeah, that, that's, that's a great point. Um, I'm going with Dame, though, for legacy-wise. Just because the way we look at Dame is he's a great player, right? Yeah. Play on some bad teams, but, man, he was a, he was a great player. But I feel like when you start comparing the great players is when they have great moments and meaningful times, mm -hmm. right? Good and that's point. playoffs, Good point. that's the finals, the championships, and all sports, football, baseball, basketball. When you have great players that play big in big games and big moments. And Dame, the last big moment we've seen in Dame was 2019 against OKC, mm -hmm. right? He, um, the step back three ball Bam. in front of uh, Paul George's face, boom. But that wasn't like a finals or nothing like that. It wasn't the Western Conference final. It wasn't none of that, no. Mm -hmm. Imagine now you take him to Milwaukee, you put him in that same moment. That's a good point. Three ball. It can be in the finals or Eastern Conference finals. It makes the, the spotlight bigger. It makes the name bigger. So now when we think about Dame Lillard winning the championship, now you talk about guys like Steph Curry. Mm. Steph Curry is a phenomenal player, my favorite. I think Steph is the best point guard of all time. But you, Dame gets talked about like that if he has these type of moments mm -hmm. in championship games. Good point. Right? Isaiah Thomas, great, phenomenal player. Yeah. 
He's remembered for his moments and won the championship. How do how do he do it? How do he get to that point? You put Dame in that category now, when 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 there's only two teams playing on the west side, the east side, and he's balling like he's been balling his whole career. People forget this. He averaged 32 points last year. Yes, sir. That's an average. Seven and four. You put that. In the championship moments, now we talk about Dame Lillard as one of the best point guards of all time. Shady, let me add to your point, because it was brilliantly said. Mount Rushmore. Oh, well, thanks, brother. Like, I, I just, I really, I, I study hard, and I prepare hard. Thank you. <laughs> Mount Rushmore take. You're right, because I was thinking, like, Julian Edelman played for a long time. Played a lot of good Jules. football. But I remember the catch. Right. Versus the Atlanta Falcons. Like, that's what I remember. He made probably 1,000 or 1,500 catches in his career. But I remember the catch. Think about all the incredible things Michael Jordan did in his career. I most notably remember Utah Jazz, Utah, uh, Trip and Malone, what? step back, Byron Russell, boom. I remember Craig Elo, I believe it was, Cleveland Cavaliers. Obviously, that wasn't in the conference finals, but that was early on. But yeah. you remember playoff moments. Giannis, I always talk about, man, he dropped 50 and 18 mm. versus the Suns in the playoffs. So you do think about those moments. I think that was very well said. Yeah, and, and I'm with you, but none of them moments mean nothing if they don't finish the job and win the championship. You got what I'm saying? Right? Just like AI, we talk about him stepping over Tyron Lue. Ty Lue a lot, but they lost. You know what I'm saying? So I think for Dame, this is, like Shady and you are saying, it's big time that we have an opportunity to see him on that stage now. Like, who? we would love to be sitting here when the finals come on and it's a minute left and they down by two and it's like this, and we get to see Dame in the final. Like, we, we would love that because Dame has delivered that during the regular season and the times he did make it in the postseason with Portland. But to be on the biggest stage, to be able to do that, right, when you're in the playoffs and you are in, in the finals, that is how you build your legacy, right? You don't build your legacy in the regular season. That's why Patty Mahomes and them, they ain't really chasing none of this regular season stuff no more. It's all about what you do in the playoffs and what you do in the Super Bowl and in the championship. And for Dame, we should have an opportunity to see him in all those lights this year. I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to see it. Dame has done too much losing, and it's time to see him get a dub. I mean, I did show you what it's going to look like. I, uh, yes, sir. I'm going to show it. Bring it up. Somebody get us the rock. Come on. Let me get the ball. Somebody get us the rock. Because I need to y'all don't know what it's going to look like, I'll show you. Giannis, I'm open, bro. Matt, watch out, Giannis. I got this. You know what I mean? We're it's going to be 10, 9, 8, <laughs> 7, 6, 5, four, three, two, one. Game time. We win the game. He's going crazy. He like this, and he's doing this right here. That's what it's going to look like. If you don't know, now you know. Hey, more speak after this. <laughs> hey, college football fans. This is RJ Young, host of Fox Sports' number one college football show. The biggest names, the biggest games. The theme is we do it big on this here thing. Please subscribe on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, family, we're in a hurry-up offense, and I got to have a conversation I don't necessarily want to have, but it must be said. Colorado, they're playing USC. Now, USC is a 21-and-a-half point favorite. Colorado just got blown out 42-6 to versus Oregon. So here's my question. What happens if, and I'm going to whisper this, but what, what, what happens if Colorado loses? Shady, I gotta, I gotta bring you in for this one, big dog, because obviously we have been singing Prime's praises. Bang! <laughs> we have been singing Prime's praises since you and I saw him and we rapped with him at the Super Bowl. We had an extensive conversation. It was a great one. We gave him our support before the season ever started, before any of the wins. But now there's been a loss. Yeah, it's been a loss. A yeah. bad loss. You're not gonna see this conversation on television because I don't know what it'll do, but we watch to have it. 
What would another loss for Colorado mean? First loss was to um, Oregon. Oregon. That was number 10 in the country. Yes, sir. And if you're saying the second loss, knock on wood, would be to the number 18 in the country. It just means to me that they're not there yet. They're not, they're not elite yet. And I think that what Dion has done, he's changed the thought process of, man, a team going from 1-11 to actually being a contender. Well, the truth is they're not a contender yet. And as Prime talked about, Coach Prime talked about, is that, hey, we need a couple more dogs. Dogs, speaking of, we need guys in the trenches. Every offense and every defense is, starts out with good, good uh, play up front with the offensive lineman, defense lineman. Mm-hmm. So until he gets that, they can't really be elite. And, and, like, and like he told everybody, hey, listen, get me now because you know the time is coming. And you see it changing. There's more talk about Colorado on this football team and Coach Prime than, uh, than, than some football teams. We speak more about, about Colorado than we speak about Atlanta. Mm-hmm. The bad play we've seen from the Jaguars yep. and, 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 and Trevor Lawrence. Yep. Think about it. So now he's getting everybody involved. At, at this game against USC, it's going to be Beyonce there, Jay-Z, all these people there. The Rock. I cannot confirm. I can't confirm then, that Beyonce. These, there's the rumors. Already the Rock was there in Lil Wayne. That's Back. big enough. Yes, sir. So uh, I say all that to say this. The time is coming. Mm-hmm. Now, if they lose this game right now, it's not there yet. They're still not elite. They have a lot of good players, good quarterback, a lot of, a lot of good skill position. They need the guys in the middle, and that's the lineman on, on both sides and of the I, ball. And you I, said you're going to trip if they win? Uh, if they if win I, this if game. If Beyonce is on the sidelines, I'm going to misbehave. <laughs> oh, like go crazy? <laughs> Just but you're not going to go to class next week. Like, I'm going next week. If they win this game, I'm putting a backpack on with a hat, and I'm going to class. Me and Shador stands together. We both going to be doing this oh, to the professor. Man. Yeah, I got my homework yeah, with you. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's you me. You ain't gonna do the homework. <laughs> but I, but I agree. I mean, when this thing first first. Hold on, James. Go, hold on. <laughs> you finna go to class? You finna go to class. If they win this game, I'm Monday. You probably didn't even go to class at Pitt. You better go to class. <laughs> home, right? I left at 3.4. Wrong dude. Wrong guy. <laughs> look, if they win this game, I'm putting a backpack on. Yeah. I'm gonna come fly in a little outfit, yep. Colorado outfit, maybe Prime. We trust something uh-huh, like that. Uh-huh. I'm gonna get it designed up. And Shador, whatever class he goes to, if he goes to class, I'm going with him. Glass in the hat. Glass, bang. <laughs> Professor, like, he talks, bang. And you're going to do work. Bang. <laughs> and do work, yeah. I feel it. I feel it. Now put that in contract. I feel it. But we got to get that recorded, too, man. I'm going to pass you a contract down there to sign on, that. <laughs> no, but, I mean, when, when the season first started, we were saying get to seven wins, get to eight wins. The prime effect has us all blind right now with sure. how he has started and how much success he has had. But for me, nothing has changed. So when everybody checked the schedule out, they're like, this one's going to be tough. They're possibly going to lose that one. They're going to lose that one. They're going to lose that one. That was the USC and Oregon game. Mm, good point. You, yeah. you, you got what I'm saying? So that was the Utah game that's coming up. We knew that those games would be tough on Prime with – what he had in the building, knowing that he was built outside in. He's not built inside out yet, and that means in the trenches, right? He's, he has really good skill players, but he cannot hang up in the trenches. So when you come and you play against these big-time schools, that's what shows up. I went to San Jose State. I played some big-time schools. Oh, right. Oh. And getting off the bus, oh. I'm like, dang, these dudes don't, they don't look like us. These <laughs> dudes big, they swole. I'm like, oh, that's what five star and all that stuff look like. And we get out there on the field and in my mind, I'm like, man, if we could just get me the ball. Right. And every time our quarterback dropped back, he sacked. And I'm coming to the sideline hot at my coach. Like, coach, throw it to me. He like, shut up and sit down. Mm-hmm. If you can't get open in one second, don't say nothing. <laughs> 
Because we can't block them boys. You, yeah. you got to say, so that's what Prime knows that, man, I have to build this thing inside out. Right now, I don't have them boys in the trenches. So this loss means nothing to me if Ooh. Deion Sanders and the, the Buffaloes go out there and lose. Do I want to see them, like I said, when we first started before the season even started, compete? Yeah. Yes. I don't want to see another loss like they just took against Oregon. I want to see you get better. I want to see you make some corrections. I want to see you compete in this game. But I'm not really worried about if you lose because Prime is just getting started to change this thing around. What's your major going to be, Shady? Mm. Um, Whatever Shador's in. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Communications. Is it personal? Broadcasting. Broadcast, that, was, that, was, that, was my, yeah. that was my major, broadcast journalism. Hello. I mean, hello. Hello. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I did pretty well. Hello. Uh, I think it just means that they're, they're still growing. They're not in the conversations of the elites of college football yet, but they're a great story. And really, I mean, along with the wins that he's gotten, and to your point, these were already the games that we circled as going to be tough for them. He's created the story, and that's what you need for recruiting, particularly at Colorado. He's not recruiting at USC. I'm in Los Angeles. Reggie Bush is taking you around. You're going to meet Come Snoop Dogg. Oh, you have a little bit of an advantage. You're in Texas. Okay? Got, got a little couple things going on. Miami. A lot of things got, going on. Got a little things going on. Yeah. All right? Well, it's nice in the Bay Area. Swing it my way. Nice. It's it's a, <laughs> I mean, I like the Bay. Swing it my way. I like the Bay. Yeah. They do have now. palm okay. trees there. So you got to wear a jacket um. next to the palm tree. But I'm saying he is going to be the reason why people why, why kids go there to play. Absolutely. And he's not going anywhere. So it, it, it just means they're not in that conversation yet. Uh, to me, I just want to see them be competitive because I, I don't want to, you know, I'm just saying, you mentioned San Jose State getting off the bus and whatever, whatever. They, they did let San Jose State score 28 points awesome. and awesome. Arizona State scored 28 points and they were within one score with eight minutes remaining. USC's defense. Shaky. Shaky. You know, they don't have Travis Hunter, so obviously, which is unfortunate. But depending on how they look in this game might change the conversation as well. It might also change the conversation for USC. Yeah, no doubt about it. I think a lot is at stake for Colorado. If Colorado loses, like Joyce said, it's a great story, but what about a great reality? If Colorado loses, now I think I start to ask myself, especially depending on how they lose, well, just how good are they? I know they're not in the elite, but are they in the dregs? Are they in the middle? What tier do I put them in? Because if Colorado loses, now the teams they have beaten are a combined six and five. The teams they have lost to are still undefeated. You say, well, Acho, those are undefeated teams. They still got to play Oregon State. They're undefeated. Colorado still has to play Utah. They're undefeated. Colorado still has to play Washington State. They're undefeated. Now, they won't be undefeated by the time they play them, I assume, but these are still really, really good teams. If Colorado gets blown out, now I'm asking myself, who can Colorado beat that's remaining on their schedule? They're in conference play. Currently 0-1 in conference play. Could get to 0-2 in conference play. Stanford, I see that as a dub. But outside of that, I don't just see any easy dubs. Joy just brought it up. ASU, they did get some turnovers, but ASU played USC close through three and a half, really through three, but still say them, played them close. So if Colorado gets blown out, now I'm just wondering who y'all going to beat in conference. But they are also playing without one of their best players right yeah. now yes. who plays both country. sides of the ball. Yes. Yeah. So, so not that, that, that he would be the difference from last week. I think they would have been better last week, but I think they still would have lost based on how Oregon played last week. And we'll see what happens this weekend. But for those other games, they are going to have Travis Hunter back. No doubt. And they will de definitely need him because the Pac-12, in my mind, is the deepest conference in college football, yeah. even though they are in their last year. Before we head to break, do not forget, we will be in Boulder. Beyonce might be there, but I know for what? certain we're going to be there. Okay, tomorrow so irresponsible. at the University of Colorado. Cheryl will be there. <laughs> Taylor Smith will be there. Travis Kelsey going to be there. Travis Kelsey going to be there. Oh, look. 
I am checking 9 a.m. Check our Twitter page for links to free tickets. I know for sure Shady gonna be there. Shady's gonna be there. <laughs> Count me in. Help me in. I'm, I, that was not true, by the way. I'm, I'm, I'm joking. Make sure you play this week's Fox Super 6 through the play game. Just download the Fox Sports app and enter for free for a chance to win your share $10,000 in weekly cash prize. Okay, as soon as the show ends, we are trying to get to Boulder because we got a show to do out there live. Do not forget, audience check-in at 9 a.m. Shady going to be there. George Taylor going to be there. James Jones going to be there. Emmanuel Acho going to be there. 2-5, what are you looking forward to most besides going to class if they win? Uh, this is a good game. Good game. You know, I'm looking to see Prime do something spectacular like win this game. Everybody's down them. You want down Prime, you never know what can happen. I'm looking to see both these quarterbacks go at it, man. You're talking about Ooh, yeah. one Heisman Eight. Trophy winner. You're talking about one that's, you know, trying to get to that Heisman Trophy. Mm -hmm. I want to see these boys go at it. I think it'll be a good one, quarterback play. I think the game is going to be great. I'm looking forward to meeting all of you oh, out in you Boulder. Go. Well done. You know? Hey, that's true, pro. <laughs> right, right at it. <laughs> I am, though. I'm excited. Excited. It's, it's, it's fun to do a show live. Uh, we did them at the Super Bowl. It was a great time. So I'm excited to be out amongst people. Yeah. Amongst the people. You're right. We do be cooped up in the studio. Yeah. Now we get to be with y'all, smiling faces, showing love. Yeah, but bring you know the energy. Saying? I heard Shady giving out jerseys. Oh.